0: The United States has contributed nearly $900 million to the World Health Organization within the past two years. Now, President Trump says it's time to suspend the aid, about $400 million this year. The president says the organization has favored China in the COVID-19 pandemic. He wants the assistance halted temporarily until a review of mismanagement can be conducted. Well, joining us with some thoughts on this is visiting scholar at the American Enterprise Institute, Roger Bate. Roger, it's good to have you with us. So the president's decided to pull this $400 million in aid. Uh, is his action justified? And if so, why?
1: Well, it's great to be with you. you. Um... The World Health Organization is an essential body that has been very badly run for a very long time. Uh, Investigation of it in general would be useful just simply because uh, unaccountable, uh, largely unaccountable bodies like many UN agencies require regular auditing and maintenance, if you like. And when it comes to COVID-19, there is no doubt that there has been some serious missteps by many players, not just at the World Health Organization. Um, So I think the the action is um, warranted. And um, and actually, I would say overdue.
0: Well, what specifically did uh, the WHO do with China? I I understand that there were some warnings from Hong Kong, Taiwan. Seems the president and some others believe that uh, the WHO was involved in covering for the Chinese mishandling and untruthfulness about the viral outbreak.
1: Uh, I, well, let, let's, start, let's start with the, what the WHO is. The World Health Organization is a member state organization. It is funded by the member states. The US, China, Britain, France are probably the largest donors. And um, therefore, it has a difficult, sometimes difficult role to play. It has to not pander to countries, but has to understand the sensitivities in any political announcements about potential dangerous situations. So therefore, there is some sympathy I may have with the way that the WHO has to handle things. Having said that, their first duty should be to public health, and there is no doubt that they cozied up a little too closely to the Chinese regime, were not robust enough. In fact, they were more robust in 2003 with the SARS outbreak uh, than they were this time. And I think had the WHO been uh, more open, more transparent about the, the danger of this disease, I think the actions both within China and more globally would have been faster and hence the death toll and economic impact would have been uh, would have been lower.
0: Well they're supposed to uh, deal with health and it seems like they've become very political over the years so this isn't the first time this has happened right tell us how this has happened in the past.
1: Well the, the World Health Organization has been around for 70 odd years and in its initial 30 uh, 25 30 years it did you know yeoman work in inoculating people from disease, and going around the world, and I would say largely helping. But from the mid seventies, it has tried to embrace a more holistic and, unfortunately, more socialist take on on healthcare generally. And I think what it has done therefore is it is got closer and closer to many of the uh, uh, left leaning governments of the world, at least rhetorically, even if they're more despotic than than uh, more of an ideal of socialism. And so I think that what's happened is that um, they, are, they have always been political, they've always had to be political, and we should understand that they are a UN body. But the problem is, take the, the one China policy. Taiwan is, does not have a seat at the table because Beijing insists that Taiwan comes under their remit, which means that the WHO, by its own internal rules, cannot deal with Taiwan directly, which is insane, because Taiwan has often been the first to announce problems When it's come to things like SARS, and um, were the first, as far as I know, to warn about human-to-human transmission of COVID-19. So WHO has some cover in saying, "Well, this is the United Nations one-China policy." But at the same time, they should put um, should be putting public health first uh, and saying, "Look, if the Taiwanese have got something really useful to add here, we're going to have to talk to them, even if Beijing doesn't like it." And they did not do that, which is arguably one of their biggest problems here.
0: Roger, I've traveled around the world. I've seen firsthand a lot of good the WHO has done, especially vaccinating and helping to improve the health of children and others in impoverished countries. Uh, Shouldn't they get some help from us in doing that good work, or should they not?
1: The problem is for the emerging markets, and as you pointed out, the the vital importance of vaccinations to children in emerging markets, it's become less and less of a priority. So it's not that, that the WHO shouldn't exist and shouldn't be funded. The problem is that more and more of their budget has gone to things that are really not global health issues, and we don't need the global health organisation. I mean, the global health entity, the World Health Organisation, to deal with. So yes, we should fund it, but right, but it, but it has been mismanaged. Um, it's been largely, you know, increasingly corrupt over the over the decades, and therefore an investigation of what's been done uh, before we start paying money again, I think, is actually warranted. So. If this were to the, uh, the ending of U.S. taxpayer funding of the WHO, I would be against it. But a 60-day moratorium and an investigation of how WHO is, is running its COVID work, I think, is warranted.
0: OK, we'll see where this uh, review goes. Roger Bate, Visiting Scholar at the American Enterprise Institute, thank you for your insights and time.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much.